Check one, two, check one, two, check one, two. Tom takes a poo. Tom takes a poo. Welcome to Hero Ball, the podcast exploring the multiverse of sports and entertainment. With me, as always, is Carter MC Biscuit Smith. What up, what up? And pulling an Andrew Luck on us tonight, <laughs> Mr. Tom Jones. He uh, he showed up pregame, he got warmed up, and just said, you know what, guys? I just can't do this anymore. Can't do it. His, his heart's not in it. Mm-mm. He just... Just leave, couldn't leave that money on the tapes. Left the money on the table, you know. I mean, we offered him a buyout. Yeah, you know, like fifty percent of all of our profits, mm-hmm. and uh, he took it. I can hear our listeners booing him. Yeah, no, I mean that's that's straight indie right there, dude. That was brutal. <laughs> that was brutal that that happened to Andrew Luck. <laughs> I mean that's um, I mean it's not quite Philly bad. For those no. for those yeah, of our listeners who don't know, uh, Andrew Luck was uh, one of the best young quarterbacks in the league. Took way more more hits than any other young quarterback. Like during the time that he entered the league, got sacked tons of times, tons of injuries. Tried to make a comeback and said, you know what, guys, I'm going to walk away from potentially hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars, and I'm retiring now at 29. But in his final game. Uh, preseason game, the indie fans booed him, mm-hmm. and then right after the game, Andrew Luck says, "I'm done. Yep, I'm, I retire. I'm, I'm quitting." And I read that the the news had leaked that he was going to announce his retirement. Yeah, while he was still out there on the sideline, and so that's then they started uh, booing because they're probably looking at their phones, realizing that this is about to happen, and then they all see him and start. The, yeah. I mean, what can you say? That dude gave what he could to that team. He was one of the. I mean, his body just failed him. Well, if if he had had a GM that put together a half decent offensive line That's for true. him, and a coach that said, "Listen, just sit out the rest of the year, you know, mm-hmm. one or two of those years, and just pull yeah, them." That's true. I mean, Andrew mentioned Luck, that on the thread. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, that's true. I mean, they just pretty much let him get sacked. Over and over constantly for season after season. And at some point, right. you, you can't yeah. play his, his body just gave up. And he, you know, and that's one of the things, like, as sports fans, you get pissed off because we feel like we've been robbed of greatness. Mm-hmm. Just like I feel like I've been robbed of Tom's greatness tonight, and I'm yes, pissed at him. Exactly. We've you got know? a lot of good, like, content has been flowing. Right. Like... Where the beer flows like wine. That's right. And we're ready to talk about it. Yeah. It's time. The listeners want it. We're ready. We're ready. Fired up. And yet, here we are. Yep. And, uh, you know, 
like his fans, we we feel robbed of of Andrew Luck's you know greatness, his mm-hmm. fullness, the fullness of his prime years and career, because he could have been one of the greats. He could have been a top five all time quarterback. Yeah. But if any of one of us were in that situation, you say, listen, I, I've banked a hundred million dollars. My body is done, mm-hmm. and I want to live the rest of my life without pain. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I'm an interesting guy. I mm-hmm. like interesting things. I want to travel. I want to read books on concrete and <laughs> just do whatever. He can be an art. He literally has an architecture degree from Stanford. Does he? Yeah. I didn't know that. That's yeah. pretty sweet. Yeah. So he's he's, he's an interesting guy. Mm-hmm. He just likes things. Hmm. He wants to go and use the rest of his time and money for that. Yeah. I can't hold that against a guy. No, not at all. And like you said, if it's if we're being honest with ourselves, we'd... We'd make the same decision. Yeah. Lacerated <laughs> I mean, kidney getting sacked again. Yeah. A lifetime of CTE and <laughs> yeah. concussion. Forget you know. my like wife's name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm 50. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Or spend my hundreds of millions of dollars, leave generational wealth to my family, and still have a decent, you know, after retirement life. Exactly. <laughs> well, and, man. So what do you say? In Indy... You looked like fools, not quite Philly level, who was ultimate fool. Right, I mean, those fans are insane. Dude, they booed Santa Claus. They booed Santa Claus. (laughs) They're never coming back from that. No. Well, and also they just, just, I mean, notoriously, Eagles fans, 76ers fans, they're just notorious for hating their own players and team and coach and not, no, no shame in letting them know that, you know. Yep. So Philly, bunch of fools. <laughs> Indy, mm, foolish. Foolish. But you know what? They're they're. I bet they feel really guilty. Probably. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Where Philly has no remorse. Oh no, they'll boast Indy, in it. Indy. <laughs> yeah. Indy's probably gone. Yikes. Little, <laughs> Wish little, we had a do over yeah, on that one. Bad. I was well, trying to think of some Midwestern phrase, but uh, nothing came to mind. Yeah, I don't know any. Tom's trying to make amends by texting us pictures of, you know, sweet throwback hats, but they ain't doing it for me. Yeah, let's take a look here. Where do you get that hat? Looks like an old school Charlotte Hornets hat. In, until I see him in, yeah, until, which, that, those jerseys, that logo, was baller. But until I see that hat on him in person, I'm just going to claim this is photoshopped. Yeah, he's not wearing that. He's going to be like, yeah, I have that. Didn't you see the picture? Not realizing that technology. Right. We've got more technology on this cell phone than there was on the the rocket that went to the moon. Yep. Crazy. So, yeah, Tom, not buying it. So, uh, oh, I'm Darren Caldwell. Oh, yes. I don't, I don't think I ever introduced myself. This is a... Yes. A very extended right <laughs> intro. But uh, any heat checks? Anything you're feeling? Anything you're hot about? You know, not particularly. I How do you got... feel about Popeyes? So, haven't tried the chicken sandwich. I've been interested to. Um, I like Popeyes. I've been a fan of Popeyes. Um, they're surf and turf, which is uh, some popcorn chicken with popcorn shrimp. Ooh. And some of their Cajun fries. That's a pretty wow. good meal. So, you have me a popcorn chicken. Oh yeah, dude. So Popeyes, I'm a fan. So I hear naturally they got a chicken sandwich that's competing with the Chick Fil A. Well, 
Allegedly. They're, they're trying. They're trying. It's the uh, chicken buttered uh, buttered bun with uh, two pickles. So hmm. it is the exact same sandwich. Just it's So this thing has gone... This is out of control. They ran out of chicken patties <laughs> nationwide. If you're going to pick a war with Chick-fil-A, you better come with the ammo, <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, I saw a tweet that said... You're called Popeye's Chicken. If you got chicken in the name of your restaurant, you better not be running out of that product. So, so you're right. So, I mean, I don't know if this is maybe it's a maybe it's a hoax, and they're just saying they've ran out so they can drum up the buzz that it was so right. popular and so good, and people can't get enough that we've ran out. But I, I do want to try it. I haven't tried it yet. Uh, I've seen a few reviews of uh, trusted individuals that have said it is good. Not quite ready to make those comparisons with Chick-fil-A. But you know what? Our absent uh, co-host here, Tom, put out a good tweet when he said if they really... Actually, you know what? It wasn't Tom. It was it was Matt. Matt, Matt Nanez. He, he put out the tweet and Tom responded to it, basically agreeing. That's where I think I saw it through. But So Matt, correction, I'll give the credit where credit's due said if they, if Popeyes really wants to compete with Chick-fil-A all they have to do is is partner up with the NFL and yep. advertise the Sunday chicken sandwich. We are the Sunday sandwich. Yep. That's brilliant. And if I they saw that, do that and Popeyes better pay Nanya big. That's what I'm saying right now. <laughs> and then he needs to give royalties to Hero Us. Ball for pitching we- and we uh, alerted that we alerted national media that this is what's going exactly, on. Exactly, exactly. So, but really, We're tweeting at ESPN right now. There you go. <laughs> so, Matt, if you're listening, which I'm not sure, I think you are a sometimes listener. He's a sometimeser. That said, great idea, perfect, uh, genius. That's all I'm saying. I mean, because really, if they partnered up with the NFL, it's the Sunday sandwich, like Matt said. Oh man, well you know I'm really gonna go for a Chick Fil A and say, oh wait, they're closed on Sundays. Right. Can't do it. I mean, how many of us have said that? Oh, dude. Every Sunday. Yeah, my friend Trevor put out a tweet. A lot of a lot of uh, tweet quotes in this app so far, but Trevor said, uh, "The only time I really truly crave Chick Fil A is on a Sunday." <laughs> What's up with that? But uh, it's the uh, uh, wanting what we know we can't have. Exactly. So. Exactly. But yeah, I haven't tried it. But I do like Popeyes, so I'm you know hmm. I'll try that. I've never had Popeyes, so I can't yeah. I can't weigh in on this. Well debate. check out that surf and turf and that sounds get yourself uh you know, kind of a foot in the door yeah. kind of thing. I mean who doesn't like popcorn, chicken and shrimp? Oh dude. Whew, so good. So uh quick question before we dive into some content. Sure. Uh, we got the the rivalry game tonight. That's right. Utah BYU. Yeah, yeah. You got any uh, predictions? Quick thoughts because it hasn't started yet, so we can make fools of ourselves now. I'm gonna predict that um, Utah wins, but it's gonna be close. I'm thinking mm, within three points. Wow! All right, all right. Yep. Forty-two-seven Utah. Woo, mercy. Okay. That's what I'm saying. All right. I have no idea. Like, All I know is that Utah is supposed to be good this year, yeah, and BYU sucks. Yeah. And, but and, that's because I think BYU hasn't always Hasn't Utah sucks. beat 
BYU like eight, seven or eight, eight years in a row yeah, or something like that. Out of control. Oh, the, the, I think the last time BYU won is when they had was it Max Hall as the quarterback and he like literally said "f Utah" or something <laughs> like that. Couldn't tell. And you. got in huge trouble because he's a Mormon. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I I don't follow college football closely at all. I'm I don't have a horse in the race. Right. I couldn't care less if BYU wins, if Utah wins. If there's a national game and like a Rose Bowl or like a you know some sort of championship game and there's a Utah team, whether it's BYU, Utah, Snow College, I don't care. Like I'll be <laughs> I'll be rooting for that team. But as far as the BYU Utah rivalry, I it's interesting. I like to see all the back and forth exchange from people, but I don't have any sort of yeah. weighted care. <laughs> see, I just hate BYU always. Well, there you go. Rock and roll. Yep. BYU. You know, I think BYU, um, uh, what's that guy's name? He wrote, I think he was a writer. He was a beat writer for the jazz for a Jody Genesee? Yes, Jody. Jody Genesee. He had a little logo that looked like the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. They had the little uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Benjamin Franklin dribbling the basketball. Mm-hmm. He did like a little Brigham Young dribbling the basketball. Nice. And I thought that was sweet. I was like, yeah. I'd wear that on a hat. I don't care. That's <laughs> sweet. So, yeah, no horse in the race, though. So Okay. All right, well, let's dive in. All right. Let's dive in. Uh, Disney had a big uh, big conference mm-hmm. this past week, D23. I don't know what the 23 stands for, but they mm-hmm. do it like every year or two. Friend of the podcast, Laura Leonardi, was at the of event. Of course she was. Yeah. If Disney there's anything Disney going on, she's there. Through and through. That's she right. bleeds she, Disney. Yep. And uh, her and her sister were there, so... I, I thought there's... It would be more shocking if she wasn't there. Yeah, exactly. What? You didn't go? Yeah. What? Yeah. So pretty cool. She was throwing out some some tweets and some photos and stuff. I thought it was kind of cool. So they, uh, they unleashed a ton of content at D23. Um, for, uh, one of the things that we haven't talked about, we, we ended up talking about it on the text thread... Uh, we don't have to talk about it tonight, but if we have time, maybe we'll get into uh, MCU losing the Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Um, it's kind big, of old news at this point. Yeah, but so big news. Old, big news. Uh, we're still mourning about that. Mm-hmm. Well, you're rejoicing I'm mourning. Um, so <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm rejo- rejoicing. I would just say that I'm uh, excited about... Killing Uncle Ben again. <laughs> yeah. I'll just, that's it. I just want to see Uncle Ben die again. That freeloading. No, great power comes great responsibility. Who, who says that yeah. kind of crap? <laughs> Kill him. <laughs> so, that's anyhow, not, but yeah. This, what millennial believes that? Yeah, no kidding. What kind of. Where Sounds are we like somebody's got a lot of privilege. <laughs> Um, was there anything that came out of uh, out of D23 that got you interested slash excited? So the two things for me that got my juices flowing were actually, and, and I really, this was announced um, during Comic-Con, some of this stuff, if I because I, I think we talked about it a little bit, but I didn't really think much of it at the time, but when I got further details from... Um, actually, for my brother, kind of explained a little bit of what he's heard is going on with this was the WandaVision. Right. I didn't care too much about that. I thought, okay, whatever. Like, I thought, I, like, I, seriously, like we're doing something about Wanda Maximoff and Vision who died. I like what? 
Exactly. I didn't really care. Even yeah. though I maintain she's one of my favorite Avengers, I oh, think yeah? she is the strongest Avenger. You know, that's, she's, that's she's a got, conversation for another episode. She's got the most intriguing and unique skill set. Yeah. But uh, that said, the idea of just a, a series with her, yeah, like you said, it's it didn't. Like, what, what is this? But from what. So the promo comes out and it looks like it's straight out of a 1950s Sears catalog. They're you know sitting what it was. In, what's that? You know what the what that image was on the promo? Uh, go ahead. What was it? It was a it was a still from the Dick Van Dyke show. Okay, so yeah, there you go. Fits right in with that. It gives that fifties nineteen fifties sitcom uh, TV kind of uh, all American nuclear family type um, aesthetic. And so I thought, well, that's interesting. And then I was talking a little bit about it um, with my brother, and he had some. Some theories he's read, some some things he's read about how. Now this is potential spoilers. I don't know, so right. if you don't want to hear this, maybe it's also not coming out for like a year and a half minimum. So yeah, so if, all this is speculation, and you're gonna forget if you listen right now. Right. So, so that don't, said, don't dare turn us off. We'll go three, two, one. Here we go. Allegedly, this is post. Uh, end post game. end game. Wanda's lost her mind, and she's literally just envisioning her world as if she was living this perfect, kind of idealistic, basically 50s sitcom where everything's just, oh, honey, I'm home, kind of world that she's building in her mind, and that's how the series is going to begin, and then you're going to slowly start to see actually what's happened and start to see her mind fracturing and the vision no pun intended but the that she's kind of created starts to uh become a little bit more sinister and uh so yeah you can kind of imagine kind of where that would would take it but to me if there's any truth to that or any suddenly that's like an that's that's a game changer for me that's something i want to watch oh yeah like that sounds awesome yeah yeah yeah, it sound so I read a, an article just a few hours before. I think it was a Ringer article mm-hmm. on uh, on this, and they they brought up two comic book stories um, that were were really similar to what it sounds like this concept might be. There was one where the vi- uh, where Vision, after like one, you know, he's he's married to Wanda. Wanda dies. He ends up creating an android family, okay. using the brainwaves of Wanda Maximoff to create an android wife. To be like her, and then mm-hmm. combined their two brainwaves to create twins, android twins, uh, and right. then ends up going. You know, I think I, I don't know what happens. It's kind of it's got a little bit of darker darker mm-hmm. turn to it, or mm-hmm. which you're creating clones of your wife. Yes, you know, it's, it's weird. I was gonna say, and if that's the case, that still sounds awesome. <laughs> right. So you know, and and then the other one was apparently there was a storyline where some tragic event happens to the Avengers. Okay. Vision dies. Mm-hmm. You know, dude just can't stay alive. I mean, he's no. made it out of vibranium, but the dude cannot stay alive. Yeah, somehow he keeps just getting broken. Right. Half. And uh, and so he uh, he dies, and Wanda is so uh, broken by it that she taps into the fullness of her powers and creates an entire new reality um, where all of the MCU, the Avenger heroes 
get to live the life that they never would have that they that they would have lived if they never were heroes. That's also awesome. Right. I can go down any of those roads. And <laughs> they've got a couple of uh, bit characters uh-huh. that are returning. So you remember uh, Randall Parks, oh, yeah. um, mm-hmm. FBI agent yep. from Ant-Man from and Ant-Man. the Wasp. Yep. I'm also a youth pastor. <laughs> I'm also a youth pastor. It was one of my favorite characters. I thought he was absolutely hilarious. Yeah, oh, yeah. So good. He's going to be in it. Okay. Darcy from the Thor, mo- the first two Thor movies. Okay. Uh, Darcy is uh, Jane's assistant. Okay. Uh, she's she was the only like comic relief in those movies. Okay. And she was pretty funny, so she's going to be all in right. It. That's fine. And then um, the the third one is in Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel's friend had a daughter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that daughter that was 1995, so she's all grown up oh, by Endgame yeah, happens. Yeah. She's gonna apparently going to be in the movie as well. And apparently, I guess in the comics, she becomes her own superhero at some point, too. Oh, okay. The MCU is kind of like Oprah. Like, you get a power, you get a power, <laughs> you get a power. You know, everybody becomes a superhero yeah, you know, after a certain amount of time. Yeah, exactly. But uh, so it's really, it's going to be really interesting. Like, yeah. the more, when I first heard about it, I was like, that one does like nothing for me. That, yeah, same. that sounds just like same. MCU filler to me. Mm-hmm. And like, now, oh, we got to come up with something. <laughs> and now it sounds like maybe the most interesting yeah. off the wall MCU property yet. And that's exactly my thoughts on it and and it kind of I guess regardless of these directions they take with it that promo poster just there's something about it that I was just like yeah. okay there's something about that 1950s like all America like that aesthetic just I've just Ameri- always been Americana. Dr- yeah, I've been a, yeah. always drawn to that kind of Americana thing even in music and stuff yeah. i've always really liked that and um so right when i saw that instantly i was just like okay wait a second that you know that, that kind of speaks to my totally uh so i could go down any of those roads it, it sounds like they can really take a very interesting and like you said almost a um just a bizarre turn with yeah it. but but Super interesting, and it's it's Disney Plus, so you kind of figure they're not going to go as dark as whatever those comic book. If they sure. are even basing it off of those, mm-hmm. they'll probably not go that dark with yeah. it. But I, I I think you brought up a while ago that this that could be one of the if she's supposed to be in apparently the next Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. that would bleed in really well if she's losing her mind creating her own mm-hmm. universe kind yeah. of thing to to somehow blend that into exactly. Doctor Strange would be perfect with the title of Multiverse of Madness like it all yeah. just like feels like the 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 links are are you know yeah, like Doctor Strange has to come in and and you know redeemer kind of a thing yeah no I'm I'm stoked so and then the other thing that came out of there that that got my juice flowing and I sent it to you guys was the uh I don't know if it was a straight-up announcement, but it definitely came out through all this, was um, that they're looking to introduce their basically their uh, Legion of Monsters, right. their, their Monsterverse, their uh, Werewolf by Night. Um, and to me, that's just... I'm I'm a big monster fan, like so, all the monster stuff. But lay that out. Like I I wasn't familiar with this monster MCU monster. So I don't know a ton about it. Like I'll be honest with you, but what I do know is a, a while back, just because just I, I like 
classic Universal monsters, Frankenstein, right. you know, all that. I've always been into that stuff. Um, I was excited for before. Universal's MonsterVerse thing that they were maybe going to do. I was, too. Then I was, they bombed the mummy with yeah, Tom Cruise, so. I was bummed about that, too. Um, let me pull open this real fast. I never here. even watched that movie. Did you? The Mummy with Tom no. Cruise? No. Well, I actually did start it one time, and I fell asleep watching it, <laughs> and I just was like, I'm not going back to that. So, um, a while ago, though, my brother um, hit me up, basically sent me a link to uh, the Legion of Monsters comic run from the 70s, and then he basically just said, hey, dude, like, just because of, I know you're into this stuff, like, I think you would really like this hmm. comic series, and it's basically, um, it's a, it's kind of Marvel's take on... Frankenstein, um, you know, the Wolfman, uh, the Mummy, um, vampires, Dracula. It's not Dracula, I don't think, but basically the the Legion of Monsters. It it so it's it's Man Thing, which is kind of like Swamp Thing. <laughs> and that one you you said Corey already he pointed out that he's already MCU canon. Yes, because on the uh, in Ragnarok. On the Hall of Champions or whatever that building, that tower with yeah, all with the, Hulk at the and they're top carving and, yeah. in the Hulks. Like apparently, one of the champions is Man Thing. That's so, that's so cool that they've already thought of that. Yeah, so he's out there somewhere. So there's Man Thing, there's Manphibian, there's Morbius the Living Vampire, which is a Sony property right now. Um, so I'm not sure what they'll do with that. It, my guess is they'll probably tie more of this stuff into Blade. As oh, it comes out. yeah, that would be a sweet tie-in to that. And then you have um, um, Kantu, the Living Mummy. I don't know if I'm saying that right. There's maybe a Marvel fan out there that's going to roast us for that. But And then there's Werewolf by Night. So basically, um, it was just... Disney a, digging it, into the horror, maybe. It was just its own run of uh, basically... 1970s horror comics showing you a picture right here yeah of and it's got like the frankenstein and the that's, that's sweet. the manfabian there and there's morbius so um so this picture i'm looking at right here it actually says dracula and frankenstein's monster in marvel's legion of monsters in this issue brom stoker's dracula in comics form so anyhow um it's just i think a, a property they've had in their back pocket for a long time and now that they've like, I don't want to say exhausted because they haven't exhausted, but they've kind of given us movie after movie of their of their heavy hitters, right? Right. Captain America, Hulk, you know, and those are continuing on, which is great. But they're starting to dig deep into the pockets now, yeah. And they've got the clout to do it. Oh yeah. Because basically, you slap Marvel on that, and people are going to come out and see it. So yeah. you're starting to bring in Blade. We know that got a huge reception at um, oh, Comic-Con yeah. when they announced. Well, you're looking at Blade. You're looking at the horror element of the uh, Multiverse of Madness. They're probably thinking, we've got this, you know, these properties of Dracula and Frankenstein and all these other, like, legitimate horror characters. Yeah. Why don't we bring them in? And so, anyway, that's that's kind of came out during D23 was um, that they're looking to bring in Werewolf by Night um, somewhere there's not an announcement of like he's gonna be in this or he's gonna be his own thing or this or that, but it's it's just a sign of what's to come. And right. so, um, I like I said, I don't know a ton about him because I never ended up reading the comic. 
However, I recently ordered, so I will be reading about them soon and hopefully can give more knowledge on it. But nice. got me excited because it's just kind of a cool thing. And yeah. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I think especially with the Disney Plus streaming service, I mean, they have all the old stuff. They've got all the Avengers, all the Star Wars stuff that they can put on there. Um, but they've got to fill it. And to have like interesting properties like that, if mm-hmm. they, if you can do that well, mm-hmm. that gives you a lot of, I don't know, it's just some cool original IP yeah. that isn't out there. I mean, it's not original in the sense that they didn't, they're not coming up with new stuff. They'd be basing it off of a comic book. And again, mm-hmm. we're, this is all speculation, but you know, again, we, like we've seen Spider-Man redone. They're doing, going to do Fantastic Four, which is the third time that's been rebooted. Mm-hmm. They're going to do X-Men, which is like the third or fourth time that's been rebooted. Right. You know, I mean, there's so many things that they're redoing and I get it. They're, they bring in the money. But to have something that's totally off the beaten path, mm-hmm. you can bring in some really like some new directors, mm-hmm. you know, or just some really artistic guys who want to do something totally different. Yeah. And I think that's really fun. But and and also with these properties in particular, there's some familiarity with the, the mass with the mass audience. Right. Um, so I mean, who I think right now in the like the the movie goer who enjoys seeing the Marvel movies and the universe they've built is going to hear Marvel's doing a Frankenstein movie. <laughs> yeah, I'll go see that. Right. Like, who's gonna? Yeah, I'm gonna go see what that's all about. You know, and yeah. So there's some familiarity with the character itself because it's a it's a Frankenstein and you know Dracula, the Wolfman, all this stuff. Those are built into our pop culture anyway, dating totally. back to the 1800s when those books were written, you know, originally and those characters were created and different companies have had, you know, um, I guess, uh, even not owned, but like, I don't, I don't know how the ownership goes with that actually, right. because it's like universal owns, their own Frankenstein movies and all that, but they don't own Frankenstein as a character. No, right? it, that's old that's enough that that's a, that's public domain. Yeah, I was gonna say that must be where where I, I'd have to look into it more before I really. Yeah, talk I'm sure there are certain it, versions of Frankenstein that legally only Universal can do. Right, but just like like the original Mickey Mouse mm-hmm. is now public domain. Sweet, which is why he's our uh, guest next week. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> No, but yeah, but, the copyright laws opened it up exactly. for uh, for him. So so anyway, but yeah, I think it's cool because, like you said, there's um, there's enough uniqueness and difference to plug this in to yeah. the Marvel universe. But there's enough familiarity that I think it could work without people going, "Wait, what?" Right? Like I think it's going to seamlessly transition into just this area of the universe that they can just introduce horror. Yeah. And literal horror characters. Yeah. So that's cool. For me, who's a horror buff and a fan of horror movies and movie monsters and stuff, like, right. that's awesome to me. And that's where, like, the whole, I know a lot of people just, they feel like, you know, oh, we're comic booked out. But there's some, like, comic books have some really unique and interesting storylines that doesn't have to be a quote-unquote comic book movie. Yeah. It can just be good storytelling with comic book characters. Exactly. That originated in this art form, you know, 
whether you consider it an art form or whatever. But if mm-hmm. it's a good story, it's a good story. Yeah, exactly. You know, just tell it, you know, in different ways. Well, and, and honestly, a lot of the comic tropes and the and the formulas that comics, you know, in book form or movie form have followed are just classic stories right. that have been told since Greek mythology. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these, I mean, Superman is basis, basically a Greek you know mythology yeah and just stories of that and not just superman but really any of them just follow these like i guess tried and true stories that um for whatever reason resonate with humanity you yeah. know yeah i was just uh so Amazon... some deeper theological ways we could even head with that oh, too absolutely. you know speaking to the Eternity, eternity is in the heart of man. You yeah, know? exactly. I mean, and so, yeah, we're we're always longing for a redeemer. We just make him after yeah. our own image. Exactly. You know? And like you said, it's that redemption that everyone wants to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just so Amazon uh, has, uh, you know, Kindle, and mm-hmm. they have these, you know, Amazon Unlimited. Uh, some some comic book runs and graphic novels mainly are available for free reading on the Kindle. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've, every once in a while I'll go through and see if they've got anything interested and, and download it onto my phone and just mm-hmm. like flip through a, you know, a graphic novel or whatever. Um, and uh, one I just, uh, I just read like part of it, like the end part, because I thought I'd already read some of it, but it was the, uh, it was the Planet Hulk Oh, yeah. Storyline, you know, where he goes to Sakaar, which is kind of what Ragnarok did. Mm-hmm. But Rag- they, they totally, like, changed the, the Hulk storyline in it. Because that one is, Hulk gets banished by the Avengers because he's just too destructive. Mm-hmm. And he ends up going to Sakaar and becomes a gladiator and then saves the entire planet and dethrones this evil king, you know? That's pretty sweet. And it was a really, and, <laughs> and a Netflix has, a, like, an hour and a half long animated movie. Mm-hmm. About the whole thing. I just watched it with my kids the other day. Is it pretty good? It was good. Nice. And uh, and then reading the graphic novel, I was like, oh, this is uh, this is basically the same thing. This Ooh. is really good. Nice. But those are the kinds of stories where I'm like, that's a different kind of story. It's probably never going to be a movie, you know? Mm-hmm. But I'm like, that's, I'd love to see different, you know, takes and things like that that go on with it. Mm. But Yeah, definitely. But yeah, uh, the things that were interesting to me from, uh, from D23 was... Um, I loved, we got to see more from The Mandalorian. We got mm-hmm. the trailer. Oh, yeah. We got some sweet stills. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I think you said on the uh, on the text thread, like it looks like a movie. Yeah. Oh, Production film, quality looks like a movie. Film quality. Yeah. Which, and that cinematography is, yeah, looks nice. But this is what, um, so we've addressed this before on the pod, but one of our first pods I brought out that the best way to do a story is for a Star Wars story mm-hmm. is to do something that's referenced in the movies, but totally disconnected from all the main characters, and just start to slowly build out this galaxy. Right. And and then they did that exact thing with yeah. the Mandalorian, because you've got he's he's Boba Fett esque, and everybody loves Boba Fett. Right. He's, he's from the same. Hunter, he's right? a bounty hunter from yeah. the same planet, wearing the same armor. Mm-hmm. And it's basically from what I can. Uh, gather it's going to be kind of transporter-esque in its plot mm-hmm. line you know he's got a bounty and he ends up you know working to protect this bounty mm-hmm. uh instead of uh turning her over and and uh but it's i'm excited for that oh yeah i mean i already knew that i was going to watch it but the 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 shots that i've been seeing are already just 
they're feeding the the frenzy. Yeah, I had no clue what it was gonna be about, or I had I pretty much had no clue other than just some of the conversations we've had, which hasn't been much because we just really haven't known much right. about it. But you say the Mandalorian. Okay, all I know is it's a Star Wars thing. That's yeah. all. I saw that trailer, dude, and I was like, pump this in my veins. Yeah. Because it, it looks awesome. To me, it, it gave me the... So here's the thing, and I don't know if this is a popular or unpopular take, but I know I really liked Solo. I think you really liked yeah, it. I did too. I liked it because it felt really different. I know it was, you know, it's Han Solo, and it's some of the, a lot of the familiarity yeah, of the... Yeah, you, you of can the, never be Harrison Ford. Yeah. You but, know? But it's, what they did with it... I thought it was really good. It was a Star Wars space heist. It was a Star heist. Wars space heist movie. And it felt like a Western. It yeah. just was this like these slingers and they're out there and they're... That said, that's kind of what I... F- it feels like it's got that same vibe. Yeah. Of it's like, man, this like... Like, Galaxy is the Wild West, man. Like, yeah. And what's really cool about that is like, okay, we all know the, the Skywalker saga. Mm-hmm. That's what we've all been following. It's what we all like... Darth Vader, what's going on with this family, with the rebels and the you know and the Empire, which is great. Mm-hmm. But this is a galaxy. Yeah. There's a lot of other people, a lot of other places, a lot of other situations probably going on right. that we've has never been like talked about, or, or or maybe loosely referenced. And so, right. like exactly to your point, the fact that they're exploring that, and I feel like they kind of did that a little bit with Solo, mm-hmm. and then they're. Looks like they're definitely doing it with the Mandalorian. Yeah, I'm stoked, man. They're gonna do um, an Anders Caspian, the uh, the spy from okay. Rogue One. Okay. They're gonna do a prequel on his life. There you go. Um, as a spy for the Rebellion, which I think that's gonna be cool. That's pretty sweet. Um, and it's just these little things that you can tie them in either directly like that to the Star Wars, you know, tales, the mm-hmm. the original trilogy. Or like Mandalorian is going to be five years after Return of the Jedi. You know, maybe they're going to give some clues as to what the First Order was doing during that mm-hmm. time. And so you can give little hints and little clues about the the story that we've all grown up and cared about. Mm-hmm. And the new ones that they're developing without having to give this big, long exposition on this is where Kylo Ren came from, you know? Yeah, for sure. And just be like, no, this is just a cool story about a bounty hunter traveling the galaxy. It can just be actual sci-fi yeah. without being Skywalker sci- yeah, sci-fi. Yeah, exa- exactly. And that that just, it means that there's life for Star Wars outside of the, the three trilogies. Exactly. And that's, as a huge Star Wars fan growing up, read all the, you know, the... The books that nice. now are the legend series, they've been decanonized, uh-huh. but they still have to bring them back in. Like Grand Admiral Thrawn gets brought back into the Star mm-hmm. Wars Rebels cartoons. And and you have all these different characters that were just so good in these extended mm-hmm. universe that they have to bring back in and make them canon. And this is that's what this series feels like. It feels that's like cool. the books I grew up reading. That's awesome. So I'm excited for that. Yeah. And I'll watch anything with Gus Fring in it. Is that the, uh, the <laughs> Russian dude? No, um, I don't. I think the actor's name is. Oh, it's crap! It's something Esposito. I can't remember. So um, he plays Gus Fring on uh, Breaking Bad. Okay. So there's a shot of him, and I was like, "Whoa, he's in it!" He's just he's just an awesome actor and great villain. So um, I'll watch anything with him in it. So that'll be sweet. 
So then, so... It has Carl Weathers in it, too. Oh, yeah. Um, let's see. It has... Uh, I'm trying to find the... Okay. Werner Herzog. Okay. So, he's... The only movies... I, like, he was in, like, a Jack Reacher movie as this, like, grizzled, seven-fingered oh. Russian villain Did or whatever. Was he the guy in the little trailer that said, like, it's a... It's a tough life for a bounty hunter yeah. or something like that. Or, I love okay, that guy. Yeah. You know that he's yeah. dirty. He may not yeah. be the main villain, but he's dirty. No, the guy I was talking is. about, it, it just, I think he's just standing there. He takes a helmet off or he's just standing there or something. Um, oh, okay. He I'm looking have, at him right now. Giancarlo Esposito? Yeah, that's his name. Yep. Okay. All right. He play, So I don't know if you watched Breaking Bad, but he plays uh-uh. uh, Gus Fring, who's like one of the just all-time great villains of like pop culture like that dude is so good so like i'll watch anything with him in it because i mean i don't know if he's a bad guy in this i hope he is because he does such a good job at being a bad guy yeah but uh great actor so that's pretty sweet that's awesome so they had the mandalorian trailer yep and then they had do you does it count as a trailer Oh, yeah, it was because definitely a trailer. they brought in a lot of new footage, and they fused it with... Why don't you go ahead and take this? This is your All right, so house. that was the other thing, was the new trailer for The Rise of Skywalker, Episode Nine, the end of the Skywalker saga, and Disney knows how to do a trailer. Because the first 60 seconds was a montage of moments from the first eight movies. And and they focused really hard on the original trilogy and brought in some of the prequels, and it was all of those moments that just made you go. Just, you got the you got the nostalgia feels. Yeah. It was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be. We're wrapping like they're basically saying we're wrapping this, this up. This is this is it from seventy eight or seventy seven when the original Star Wars launched to now. This is it, forty two years of. Movie history mm-hmm. of this story that we've been telling for this long, yeah. And all you just realize, like, I have it, doesn't even matter. I don't care if it's good or like, obviously, I care if it's good or not. But like, I'm seeing this, oh, yeah. like, I'm, I'm getting all the warm fuzzies before I've seen a single second of new footage from The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, just seeing that montage was oh, awesome. Yeah, you mo- don't even have to be like a hardcore Star Wars fan to no. just appreciate what that was, right? Like you said, just movie history, yeah. Not even Star Wars, but just cinema. Yeah. <laughs> just, and then so. they, they bring in um, the the new footage. Mm-hmm. And even in the new footage, they're focusing heavy. You've got a shot of Leia. Mm-hmm. You know, and immediately you're thinking, oh, man, like, she's, this is it. This is it. Mm-hmm. Like, she's she's gone. You've got a shot of, of uh, um, Carl Weathers as, not Carl Weathers. Who's a... Uh, Lando. Lando. Um, uh, Billy D. Billy uh, D. Williams. Williams yeah. uh, you've got a shot of him piloting the Millennium Falcon again. And you've got, you know, Chewie and Ray and, and uh, you know, you've got all these shots yep. that are just bringing back all the feels uh, of the original. But then you blend it with this, you know, this <laughs> lightsaber fight between Ray and, and, and Kylo, Kylo. Oh, in, the, in the ocean with ocean waves crashing around them as they're standing on the ruins of the second Death Star. Mm-hmm. You've got C-3PO with red eyes, yeah. clearly, you know, uh, clearly evil at Naturally, that point. Of course. You know, then you have some, you know, voiceover from Luke 
And then a cackling voiceover from uh, Palpatine saying, mm-hmm. your journey is near its end. Mm-hmm. And then you have this shot of Ray with a double-bladed red lightsaber at the end, mm-hmm. making everybody wonder what's going on. And, man, it's just going to be good. It's all sweet. It's yeah, going to be good. And, yeah, they're bringing back Palpatine. A lot of people are like, oh, you're just bringing everything back. Like, you know what? Yeah, we are. Yeah. Deal with it. Yeah, he's the main <laughs> bad guy from all from the first six yeah. movies. And what they're going to end up doing, obviously, is showing that he has been the key figure in the rise of this First Order that's taken mm-hmm. out the entire New Republic, mm-hmm. that's devastated the Resistance, um, that's funneling all the power to Kylo Ren, whatever, to you know Snoke, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And, and then they tease this, is Rey going to get corrupted by yep. Palpatine? And, and there's a chance, like I brought up in the text thread, and I saw the ringer... Uh, had an article on this too, which I thought was cool. That they they connected some of the same dots. Mm-hmm. There was a Star Wars comic uh, years ago where there was a cloned Palpatine um, who had actually enticed Luke to the dark side, and then Luke uh, returned to his senses and then you know defeated the resurrected Palpatine, mm-hmm. uh, ending the Palpatonian legacy or whatever. Um, and so it feels like okay, well maybe is this is. Is there a clone of Palpatine? Is Rey a clone of Palpatine? You know, that kind of stuff. But then there's also, or was this like her version of Luke's cave? You know, and she ends up fighting a version of, an evil version of herself. This is what would happen if she went to the dark side. Yeah. You know. Interesting. Time will tell. When does this come out? December December 20th. Ooh, mercy. Couple months. Yep. I will absolutely be buying tickets (laughs) when that thing comes out. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I don't, I can't say much more than you've said, but like it got me going, and I'm not even like I, I love, I like Star Wars. I watch them, great time. I'm not like a diehard. Yeah, but even like you can't watch that and not like get chills. Like, yeah. I was watching that and I could feel my hair on my neck and was like, whoo, just uh, kind of probably because of how well it was designed as yeah. a trailer. Yeah. But then just thinking of like, where are they taking this? Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's going to be cool. C-3PO, evil C-3PO, I'll live for that. <laughs> I mean, I you never know. Yeah. Trailers are built to kind of make you think that one thing, you know, yeah. so you never know. But... Hey. <laughs> yeah, they had shots of like all these old, like the old school Death Star, or not Death Stars, Star Destroyers mm-hmm. in space, this fleet of them. You know, so there's all kinds of theories going on about the, the trailer. But one of the things you also realize is that this is, they're, they're making more movies outside of this. They've already mm-hmm. given uh, the guy who did, I forgot his name now, who did The Last Jedi. They've already given him, uh, Ryan Johnson... Oh, yeah, a trilogy. A trilogy right? to do. They've given the guys behind Game of Thrones a trilogy of their own to do. Really? All non-Skywalker trilogies that are you know going to take the next you know two decades or whatever wow. to fill out. The Game of Thrones guys. I'm excited for erotic Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars porn. <laughs> That's the... Oh, man, that'd be... <laughs> That'd be so so messed up. It's like, no. Come on, people. <laughs> We've one thing from it's, my childhood untarnished, right? <laughs> no, no kidding. <laughs> but um, you realize all these people are going to die. Yeah. Like, they're killing every, Like, I mean, 
they're they're ending the story. And that doesn't mean they all have to die. But it's conclu- it, there's, there's a conclusion. There's a conclusion. Yeah. They're exactly. wrapping this thing up. And the guy doing it is J.J. Abrams. Mm-hmm. He did The Force Awakens. Which, which was, was awesome. Awesome and filled with nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Brought all the things back. Mm-hmm. Total fan service. Yep. He's the guy who did Star Trek Into Darkness, which brought back Khan into the yep. Star Trek yep. thing. He did... Um, and I loved that take. Like, they yeah. reversed some of those things. Uh-huh. I love that movie. Um, he did... Uh, what was that? Something 8 movie. Um, about the camera. It was just, oh, uh, Super 8. Super 8, yep. which is the, the ode to Spielberg, basically. Yep. Mm-hmm. Basically, J.J. Abrams, he's not going to bring something brand new, like some, whoa, this is totally crazy twist or anything to the mm-hmm. to the series. He just does fan service and nostalgia mm-hmm. well. There's also a rumor, and I repeat rumor, but there's a rumor that he's taking on Green Lantern for DC. Ooh. Which, if there's someone to take on that and kind of... Uh, just do it justice. Do it justice. Yeah. I've, I would have zero problem with J.J. Abrams taking that. Totally. But that said, continue. Yeah. So the fact that he's doing it, I have... It may not be the best Star Wars movie that's ever been made. It may not top Empire Strikes Back. You know, it it probably won't. But it will it will be fitting. Oh yeah. It will be satisfactory. Mm-hmm. And honestly at this point, a good movie with a satisfactory ending to the Star Wars saga mm-hmm. or Skywalker saga is that's all I want. Yep. I hear you. That's what'll make me happy. That's awesome. Cool. I love it. Yep. Well, let's see. There was another trailer that another dropped. Another trailer. Um, kind of moving on from the D23 stuff. Um, we don't have to belabor it too much because we've already t- talked about it a few times here on the podcast. But the final uh, Joker trailer did drop. Indeed, give us a little bit more. Give us a lot more, oh, I feel. Yeah, a lot more of the just kind of the story of kind of what's going on. A little bit more of just the aesthetic of the movie. Uh, there was a cameo, uh, uh, or well, not a cameo, but he got a little glimpse at uh, Mark Maron mm-hmm. in the role, which if there's any Mark Maron fans out there like me, it was cool <laughs> to see him. He didn't have any lines in the trailer, but you saw him and was like, yeah, Maron. But a uh, little bit more of uh, De Niro, Niro yeah. kind of what his role there is. and So uh, what's your thoughts there? So I feel like, like they are, they're delving... And I guess with the character, like especially for comic book fans, this could be sacrilege, but they're just delving deeply into the mythos of Joker mm-hmm. and what would create. Because you know, they have like the line where he's talking to some clearly government appointed therapist, yeah. somebody who's like, "This is the last time we're going to be meeting." You keep saying the same things over and over again that you don't like your job, you have negative thoughts, and he says, "You don't understand. I only." have negative thoughts Mm -hmm. and you see him like every time he tries to make somebody laugh Mm -hmm. you know like he's making a kid laugh and the mom gets mad at him Mm -hmm. he's trying to do stand-up and everybody hates him and he gets mocked for it Mm -hmm. he's a clown for as his job and he gets beat up for it yeah and you just see this this movie about the man who already is twisted breaking Mm -hmm. and because the joker is so crazy that he's a guy who just loves mayhem and pain and he's a sadist Mm -hmm. you know and to see him see that it's one of those movies where i'm like this is this is gonna be i think this is gonna be really good it's gonna Mm -hmm. be really dark Mm -hmm. 
but also probably like a dark satire, dark comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, it's the Joker. The fact that it's going to have no Batman tie-in mm-hmm. is going to be really interesting. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I'm excited for it. There's a, probably a lot of ways it could go wrong. Mm-hmm. But if there's anybody that gives me hope for it, it's Joaquin Phoenix and yeah. Robert De Niro. It's going to be good. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's that's about sums up what I think. I, I'm I'm excited about. It. I'm just highly interested more than anything yeah. of just like. And is that a Harley Quinn character type that they have in there? Because there's a there's now a love interest. Uh, I I don't know what her role's going to be, but yeah, it shows this girl that he seems to be kind of courting or interested and she seems seems interested in him yeah there's kind of a like is this a harley quinn she's egging him on to his madness yeah i don't know maybe she'll get caught up in it and then she rejects him and that makes him snap i don't know like but uh there's obviously an interest there or a love interest there um i do know that there's a shot where the guy he's like cackling in this dude's face and the guy goes is this a joke to you stop laughing and then ends up punching him in the face that, uh, according to IMDb, is uh, Thomas Wayne. So it's Bruce Wayne's dad. Huh. So, and then in the, I know in the very first trailer, it shows him put his fingers in this kid's mouth and, like, make the kid smile. <laughs> and uh, on IMDb, that kid is credited as Bruce Wayne, young Bruce Wayne. Interesting. So I don't think they're going to dive into Batman, but it's interesting that the Waynes are obviously characters in this. Huh. I don't know what role they're going to play. Well, wasn't it like rumored that they're going to paint Thomas Wayne as kind of a jerk yeah, in this movie? Just, yeah, like kind of like a... Uh, po- I think they're going to put him more on a political side okay. of things. And yeah, make him just this like arrogant jerk hmm. kind of like... Uh, like Honestly, they they said that they're gonna base him off Trump, <laughs> and probably more like Trump's business, you right. know, where he kind of was just known as a shrewd businessman and kind of, you know, his shenanigans right. and stuff. But uh, so yeah, I it, I'm just really highly interested. I will say that the look of the movie, the shots, the aesthetic, the cinematography looks gorgeous. So it's, it looks like it's a really well filmed film. Yeah, um, it's being produced by. Uh, Martin Scorsese's production company. Hmm. So he's got some sort of involvement, you know, for whatever yeah. that's worth. Um, again, De Niro, um, Joaquin Phoenix. These are like heavy hitting people that you kind of assume, at least my assumption is they probably only take a script if it's, they think it's really good. Right. Um, not saying that every movie they've ever made is just really good, but. Their pedigree is only going to, especially a high-profile movie like this. Right. Like, this is going to be, you know. This isn't a comedy. This isn't a, a paycheck movie. Yeah. This is, I it's would a, like and an it's Oscar, low budget. please. It was, yeah. it, was, it was a $55 million movie. So this is legitimately a low-budget yeah. movie made for, I mean, it's touring the prestigious uh, film festival circuit right now. Wow. So... Yeah, really interesting. Hmm. And then for those who listen to Mark Maron's podcast or like his stand-up or any of that, um, he's like a notorious uh, comic book movie hater. He's constantly <laughs> talking about how dumb they are and how just how ridiculous they are. And so he's getting a lot of like flack from people. Yeah. Like, you're in one. And he's like repeatedly saying, like, wait till you see this. This is not a comic book movie. Right. 
it just happens to be kind of like you were saying earlier. This yeah. just happens to be a story about a character from comic the, books. from comic books. But also they Warner Brothers and the director and people involved have continually pushed that this is very 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 separate from the DCEU. It's very very separate from like the 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 traditional Batman canon that you know, the Joker can't like, you know. Yeah. This is like a completely a, what they call like in the comic world Elseworld story or right. Marvel has the what if story. Like it yeah. is like its own thing that and so I don't know if it, it it'll probably be like a comic book movie in the sense that like uh I don't know. What are some of those movies that you didn't even know were like based off a of comic? You know, oh, maybe like yeah, three hundred yeah. or something. Where the Rocketeer, the Rocketeer, yeah. yeah, the Mask. You know, and, and I'm not saying <clears throat> those are totally different, totally different style of movies but, and stuff. But like, yeah. it just happens to be right about this one character that is, you know, a huge character in pop culture. But um, right, and that's what's funny about not saying it's not a comic book movie because clearly. The character still ends up being Joker. Joker. It it is the yeah. comic book character, and so to say it's not a comic book movie is disingenuous. Yeah, it is a comic book movie. What you're just saying is you don't like most of the storylines in comic right. books, but you do like the characters and some of the the storytelling elements yeah. of comic books, and you're just going to emphasize the parts you like. Yeah, exactly. It's still a comic book movie. I agree with movie. you totally. Like, I just totally get over agree. yourself. Like, that, yeah, and that's what I kind of roll my eyes. I'm like, whatever, Mark Marin. Like, but and it's kind of funny because he said, um, I was actually listening to his podcast, and he said, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about the Joker for a minute because I'm getting nothing but this and that on Twitter, and just it's, <laughs> it's nonstop. So I'm gonna address this. He said, I was my agent called me and said, do you want to, do you want to go, and. Uh, play a part opposite Robert De Niro and Joaquin Phoenix. And I said, yes. Yeah. And then he called me back and said, you're not going to like it, but it's a DC movie. <laughs> and he said, <laughs> I don't care because Robert De Niro is my hero. Right. And Joaquin Phoenix is one of the best actors of our generation. If I can go and be in some scenes with them. Yeah. Like I'm an actor too. Like, and that's what that, you know what I mean? And so he and like basically yeah. pitched it that way saying, you know what? I can say whatever I want about these movies and stuff, but as an actor, I'm not declining that opportunity. Right. So it's kind of interesting. Um, but that said, he's, he's already, he's about pitching the movie. He retweeted the trailer yeah. and, you know, so, um, well, and that's sort of the, the, that's what these guys are saying is like, it's not a comic book movie because yeah. of the pedigree of the people behind it. But you got to look around. You have Christian Bale and Christopher Nolan yeah. doing Batman. Yeah. You have now Angelina Jolie, who's an Oscar-winning mm -hmm. actress, mm -hmm. going to be in The Eternals. Mm -hmm. You have Robert De Niro, who's a good actor. You have Chris Hemsworth, who's a good actor. There's some... You can even look at Ian McKellen. He's like a trained, yeah. like... Uh, you know, Shakespearean he's British freaking actor. Magneto. And he's Magneto. You have Jeremy Irons who played Alfred, who's mm -hmm. like a Juilliard like Yeah. Like actors actor. You know what I mean? Like so The good actors are going to end up going where the money is. Mm-hmm. 
and the story. And the, I mean, and so like story. you said, if the story resonates, it doesn't matter if it right. was a book, a comic book, um, yeah. a play, you know, whatever. Um, so I'm with you there. It's kind of, you roll your eyes and stuff. But, you know, and the other thing is like, you know, people, oh, well, Logan, that was like the most non-comic book movie, comic book movie. And it's like, okay, well, that's cool. It's still a comic it's, book. I guess, and, and it might be because it's like, oh, quote-unquote comic book movies are made for, Disney makes those for... This, preteens. Yeah, preteens and PG-13. To, and this is a, this is, obviously, we already know it's going to be rated R, and it looks like it's going to be a hard R, like based off the, yeah what it's rated R for. So maybe that's how he's, I don't know, put, but that said, all that nonsense aside, to me, movie looks very, very interesting. Looks very, very good. It looks beautifully shot. Looks well acted. It's got some of the greatest actors that we've seen in a long time. So, and a lot could go right. A lot could go wrong, like you said. Yeah. I, I guess t- we've so got about a month left. So You're going to have a Trump-esque businessman and a masked mob of people causing mass chaos. This is the movie of Antifa. Is that, that that's what I'm getting out of this. <laughs> this, you know, I showed the trailer to Caitlin, and her response was, "This is just what society needs right now." <laughs> because, like, honestly, you know, the climate right now in the world, you know, I or I don't know, maybe not Antifa, but it's Twitter as a movie. It, it this is Twitter the movie. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, no, so it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. Uh, what this may or may not bring out for certain public. And yeah. um, the sad part about it is, is that we can look at that and say, oh, it's this man just breaking and oh, what it, how interesting to watch. But mm. the sad part is there's actually real people that are, yeah. you know, have issues and problems. And so my hope is that doesn't get kind of lost on this or just turned into entertainment. Um, but to be seen, you know, yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah. And again, not to, not to bring it all way too serious, but I mean that's that's what you end up seeing with with movies like this. If it if it does do a good job of portraying, mm-hmm. you know, a, a climate, a culture, a you mm-hmm. know, a, whatever it is within society, right. you end up seeing this is godless society. This mm-hmm. is what society looks like when mankind is no longer made in the image of God and doesn't matter. Right. You know, when mm-hmm. you can do whatever you want to a person it w- and not care about their soul because they're soulless in your yeah. view of man. Yeah. Well, this is the outcome. Mm-hmm. And realize that that's not, that's, the movie itself isn't probably trying to preach that. Mm-hmm. But that's what these movies reveal right. if we're willing to listen, mm-hmm. if we're willing to see. Well, it. and that's why I don't, you know, I don't necessarily, I don't mind a movie capturing that right. reality. Right. Or, or, or having a commentary on this is where we're at. There's some value to seeing to seeing what, you know, up to a point, you know, and obviously mm-hmm. with all the caveats exactly. you want to make about it. But there's a there's value in seeing wickedness portrayed to show you uh, that is that's that's gross. Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. wicked. Like that's not just, you know, sensual. That's not just, you know, there to titillate. That actually kind of makes me feel uncomfortable, right? You know, mm-hmm. in a way that's going to stick with me, you know, longer than watching Chris, you know, fat, fat Thor, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you yeah. know, and so that's 
that's a that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. You know, again, yeah. if we have ears to hear. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great great way to put it. So we'll see what comes of this. We got about a month left. It comes out the very beginning, first week of October. Oh no so, way. Yep. I keep forgetting how fast that's coming out. I know. Crazy. That's and then good. God, Birds of Prey is supposed to come out in February. We haven't seen anything about that. There's not even a trailer, right? Nope. Not even a trailer yet. We haven't even wow. seen what Ewan McGregor looks like as Black Mask. See, the last time <laughs> this happened was uh, was with Solo. We didn't even see a trailer for that. Oh, yeah. Until after um, The Last Jedi came out because they didn't want to promote two Star Wars movies mm. at the same time. So Maybe that's horrible timing. Is. But yeah, that's like... Because that maybe be maybe such like uh, different movies in the same like that might be too confusing. Say, hey, we've got Joker. We've also got a Harley Quinn movie, but it has nothing to do with right. this Joker. Like that might be so they might yeah. be putting some separation between it. Yeah, but that 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 doesn't bode well for Birds of Prey. Mm, nope. Uh, <laughs> for like Guess we'll see two minutes. Yeah, the mountains have come back. Ooh, I'm wearing my hat in in recognition. And respect. You know, so we've talked about this. You, like, these are your jerseys. The mountain, the purple mountain jerseys, that is your team. Indeed. Those are your jerseys. It's not that I don't absolutely love with a passion the jazz note. Yep. It is a classic. It is a staple. I love it. But the purple mountains, they went to those in the 96-97 season, which was the first final season. Yep. But I was eight years old. Which is like prime boyhood, basketball hero up on my walls age. Yeah. And so my room was decked out with this logo, with these colors, bed sheets, posters of Hornacek, Stockton Malone that said heart and soul. Nice. I had a... I remember that one. I had a, a Utah Jazz lamp. It was a basketball base with a big Utah Jazz uh, shade with this logo. Yep. I mean... It's what I grew up with. I mean, as far as, I mean, I remember them playing in the other jerseys and stuff like that. Um, But this, like, if I have to just say, that's like my era of just like childhood. That's what I grew up on. It's these obnoxious mountain 90s comic sans looking jerseys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're very 90s. But you, you you brought up a point that makes me... Again, these aren't like I, I'm kind of neutral on these. I don't hate them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the J note. The J notes definitely where mm-hmm. I'm at. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't, you know. Again, I don't hate them. But the last time when we re- when we introduced these jerseys the first time, mm-hmm. we went to the finals. It's true. We're bringing them back. We're going to the finals again. I don't want to jinx it, but how incredible would that be? That would be pretty dope to go to the finals. With these jerseys, right? That would be pretty cool. Yeah, to play game, you know, game one, game three of the NBA Finals in Utah, mm-hmm. wearing the purple throwbacks. Yeah, how juiced would the fans be? be? So sweet. See Carmelo Malone in the stadium. Mm-hmm. See Stockton. See Man, Sloan. So cool. I saw that Carmelo uh, Malone's wife came alone, tweeted it out, nice, saying loving it. You know, and this I love and that. that they still do that stuff for it, man. Yeah. So, and then they, they had a couple really, really cool promos. So, shout out to whoever did that with the Utah Jazz, uh, you know, media department, whatever. Mm. They had some really, really cool promos. That that drawn looking one where they yeah. were like 
integrating like Stockton passing the ball and Rudy catching it and nice. you know wearing these jerseys and stuff. And then Mike uh, Mike Conley, who's now hashtagging himself as Mountain Mike. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> he's proclaiming. I guess he's bestowing a new nickname upon himself. Well, shoot, that's Mountain awesome. Mike. <laughs> he's like hashtagging it everywhere, Mountain Mike. But he he did a pretty cool promo. I don't know if you saw that one huh. or not. Where uh, they put they were like putting together the uh, the floor because the floor is coming with it. It's not right. just the jerseys. Right. He's got no, the it's full nineties uh, floor and everything. And then it's him talking about um, fusing old with new. Till I don't know. It's like you know, just this kind of cool like hype vid. And then nice. he's he looks pretty sweet in those jerseys. Yeah. And then uh, you know he's just I'm excited. I just keep thinking, man, Mike Conley. People don't realize how uh, I love Rubio. No yep. Rubio slander allowed no, no, here. No, 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 no. But people don't realize the upgrade we're about to get oh, at point guard. <laughs> Mike Conley may be the most underrated player at his position in mm-hmm. the last two decades. Oh, easy, for sure. He's up there for sure. With yeah, he's the kind of guy that could have a Hall of Fame level career, mm-hmm. and he would get inducted, and people would go, really? Yeah. But when you look at the numbers and you look at what he does, it's like okay, yeah, yep, yeah, so. absolutely. It's funny because I, I heard on the radio recently, and I don't want to go on to something else, but this guy basically said, "You got." A Hall of Fame point, or not a Hall of Fame, sorry, an all-star point guard. Mm-hmm. He's like, and I say that because he has should have been an yes. all-star so many times. Yep. He's like, He's that in my level. book, he is an all-star point guard. And national <laughs> people, ESPN guys, Bill Simmons, all those guys, they all say that about mm-hmm. Conley. Mm-hmm. And yet, those are the ones who are supposed to be voting him in. Right. Right? Doesn't the media get like a... Or is that a... No, it's No, that's right. Media coaches... is uh, end, of, end of season. That's yeah. right. Okay, my bad. Yeah. Has he made all NBA? He made an all all defense team, second team all defense, and maybe maybe, maybe a third NBA. team all NBA, but yeah. how, maybe yeah, not. I'm not sure. Because again, he's just not going to be the most popular guy. He's played yeah. in Memphis his whole career. Yeah. Memphis. Now he's going to Utah. He's if he was playing in New York or LA, mm-hmm. he would be a, a you know, like national time all star. Yeah. At this point, well, and dude, I mean, he took those Memphis teams like multiple consecutive years, fifty wins. Yeah, they year were contenders. Year after year. They were maybe not contenders for the finals, but they were always the team that nobody wanted oh, to play. Dude. Nobody wanted Even to play in, the Grizzlies. In the last couple years, when they haven't been that good, they still just. I hated fight playing you. Memphis. Oh, dude. Even when they were like 25 win, 30 win teams, I knew when when we were traveling to Memphis, yep. the, the Jazz, I'm like, pencil that one in. That's a loss. That's a loss. Exactly. Like, I hate playing them. Yep. And now we have their one of their best players on our team. Yep. So I'm fine with that. Mountain Mike, Mountain, Mountain Mike. Jerseys. I'm stoked. Indeed. Word Indeed. Up. Well, we have explored quite a while tonight. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, check us out on Twitter at the Hero Ball Pod. Uh, feel free to hit us up. Let us know your thoughts on anything we've talked about tonight. Um, like us on. I was going to say Facebook, but we ain't got time for Facebook. Ain't nobody got time for that. Uh, no, subscribe to us on uh, iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. And until next time, keep chucking. <laughs>